Welcome to Shooks and Gift, Season 2, Episode 9. In this episode, we talk about two itty-bitty soon-to-be Shooky Giffies, some Twitter etiquette, adding captions to videos in Google Drive, a cool tool for collaboration and harnessing ideas in one area, a useful suggestion from our friend to the podcast, Donnie Piercy, and a quick way to create a PDF on your mobile device. Welcome to Shooks and Gif, the podcast where we share edtech treasures we love. Each week, we'll share a tool, podcast, tip, or trick with you, our listeners. We are your hosts, Kim Polishuk and Jen Giffen. Let's give it a go. Hey, Kim. Hey, Jen. Did you hear about the guy thrown in jail for not taking a nap? No, I did not. Yeah, he was resisting arrest. <laughs> <laughs> Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. It's, I feel like we should have a cake, but we don't. We have nuts and Chinese takeout. Yep. <laughs> Leftover day-old Chinese takeout. We are classy ladies. It's been a year. It has. Wait, did we oh. reach our goal? OMG. 500 listens. Did we reach it? Yep. Thank you, everyone. I was really humbled when I sent that tweet. If that you, was pretty incredible. If you didn't see the tweet um, last week, I sent, last week, week before, early last week, I sent yeah. something out saying, oh my gosh, I went into Anchor and I saw that we had hit just over 20,000 listens and I could not believe it. I remember when Tom and Mike, Tosa's Talking Tech, hit their 20,000 and they, I was like, that would be incredible. And we had just, I, I think we had just started. I don't even think... The number 20,000 had occurred to us. No. No. Our goal was 500. 500. And I think we laughed at like, wouldn't it be funny if it was like 1,000? The number 20,000. No. It it just, I didn't even. No. But I'm glad that that. people find our little podcast something that they want to spend some time listening to. So thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. I was at Q last week. So fun. Met so many great people. Ryan O'Donnell is as big in real life as he is on his podcast. He's he's a force. And I was hanging out with Tom and Mike and I was hanging out with a whole bunch of other podcasters. Kyle Anderson was there. And it was so fun to see them in the way that they do things and then to look at our, our little podcast. I know, you showed me the picture. Yeah, Tom and Mike had this whole booth set up where they had like a sound mixer and they had headphones for everyone and mics on booms. And I'm like, did you show them our setup? No, I was embarrassed. <laughs> I was like, I'm proud show- of our setup. I, I am proud this. of it. Shows I'm not a real podcast. Our current setup is a beautiful EdTech team. Ed team lunch bag. They are gorgeous. It's the giveaway this year. And it says, I teach what's your superpower. That's true. Uh, so it's a, a beautiful red lunch bag with an iPhone, iPhone microphone hanging over the top of it. It's classy. We've come a long way. Yeah. Since that first episode where we used to wrap these around a water, water bottle. bottle. <laughs> yeah. At any rate. We're progressing. We are. So yes, happy anniversary. Thank you, all of our listeners. We will continue to go. And it we're back. Fun. And we're back. We're back. We're back. It was fun to interview other people, but I did miss you. I said that in our little aha, too. I missed it, too. I, I had a lot of fun interviewing Jake and Danny. Yeah. They, they, it was great. But it feels like an eternity ago that I have yeah. been doing Well, especially because like you this. did yours over the I did break. mine. We went on hiatus. And the very next week, yeah. I did my two. And that was it until we did our, our uh-huh. pop-up on the, on the evening Overflow? of that snow day. Yeah. But we're back and I'm happy to be back. back because I have so many things piled up that I don't know. I'm not going to share them all now. Okay. Because that would leave me with nothing to share and next time. we'd have a four hour long show. Yeah. So should we get started? I think we should. Who's going to start? You start. Okay. I'm going to start with not my best one. 
I'm going to start oh, okay. with uh, an itty-bitty, soon-to-be Shuki Giffy. Oh, okay. So it's not it's not there yet, but it's super teeny tiny. It'll only take me like 30 seconds to get through both of them. Did you see this this morning? I don't know. Okay, so there are two updates coming. Mm -hmm. One of them is that Google Tasks... <gasps> I did is, see this. ...is going to have times put in. Thank goodness. Now I will use it. I think I will too because I go back to Apple Reminders... Constantly Me because too. I like to have I like keep but I've always said I need to have a time and I don't want a big card for it. I need yes. to go over. So I might I might consider the migration as well. And now let's actually this, explain what it is instead okay. of you and I just So Google about. Tasks is basically a list app mm -hmm. that Google has and it hasn't really been very heavily used, I don't think. Um, I know they're trying to pump it up a little bit more with that update in Gmail and in each of the G Suite apps where you have on the side that little sidebar right. where you have access to your calendar. Mm -hmm. Google Keep and Google Tasks. Right. Um, I did enjoy having Calendar there. Google Keep was fantastic to have quick access on the side. But Tasks, yeah. I was like, I have Keep. Yeah. Tasks, it's kind of similar. It is. But now that we can put dates, due dates in there. And they'll show up on your and calendar. And they'll show up on your calendar. I really, really like that. Here's what I'm waiting for. Do you recall, and I, I think I tweeted about it. Yeah an update where they said they are going to bring in that sidebar into Google Drive. I do Because I tweeted something, something like, like, finally, that. there'll be a use for that empty space on the right side of Drive. Vaguely. Vaguely, I think I remember this. I remember being But sometimes silent. I just think if you say it out loud, it must be true. No, I, I really think that there was an update. I'll have to search um, okay. the keyword blog. But I think it's coming here, too. So that's my first itty-bitty soon-to-be shooty-giffy that... Tasks is going to have due dates in them. It makes it sound like we're responsible for it. I love it. The <laughs> soon to be Shuki Giffy. Soon to be. <laughs> I think it's our thing. <laughs> okay, the second thing. Yeah. You know how much I hate suggestions in Google Drive. Yes. Okay, so let me just take a step back a bit. Oh, I know this one too. And this one, I thought this is this, what we needed. Because this is, yes. This, so, these are releases that came out this morning. Yes, they did. So in settings in Google Drive, there is an option that is called suggestions. Mm -hmm. It is by default checked on, and I often in trainings will show people how to turn it off yes. because they find it annoying. Especially if you're like you or I and you have a bazillion. Right. I find that brand new green users quite enjoy it. Agreed. But once you become... Uh, comfortable with the G Suite and yeah. you understand how to use the recent and, you have and the a lot stored of, and, of files. and yeah. yeah. Then you have other ways to do it. So I found suggestions, which means the the artificial intelligence within not AI. Is it AI? What's it called? Machine learning. Machine learning. The machine learning within. Are they kind of the same? Probably. What's the difference, listeners? What's the difference between machine what learning and AI? AI? I feel like a robot is going to pop out of my screen with Will Smith standing beside it. That might happen one day. <laughs> the robots are among us. <laughs> All right, the machine learning in Google Drive understands what you've been working on, yeah. assumes this might be something important for you, and then yes. has a row right at the top of your folders with suggestions of what you might want to work on. Correct. For me, I found that annoying because I want my folders right at the top. I yeah. have to scroll to see and, more of what I we, needed to we see. And we live in more than five files. Absolutely. So I, I uncheck that box in the settings. Yes. Today, Google announced they are mm -hmm. going to be bringing in another page into that menu on the left-hand side yes. under the New button. It's going to be called Priority. Yeah. And on that Priority page, you're going to have the suggestions at the top. Great, so it's not going to you know mess up my drive. I have yeah. the option to go in and see it. Correct. But more importantly, they're going to have something called Workspaces, yes. which is like a blown-up 
Google folder that is first off created for you with suggestions because of the machine learning, I think you're going to need these six documents in a group at some point today based on the history of what you've been working on. So right. they're going to group things for you. Yeah. But we'll also be able to create our own little workspaces. So I can create a, I kind of think of it as like a blown up folder. Yes. Where you can see all the items that are in it. Here's what I want to know. I love that we can create them. Can I open all of them with one click? Oh. You know I, how in Toby where it says open all five? Yes. I want to know if in the Timbits, because I saw that there are Timbits there, yep. is there going to be an option that says open all files? I hope so. Um, and can my question was, because I did I read it very quickly this morning um, when I woke up, is can I customize it? Yes, like you can. They, okay, good. They said, and, and how many can I include? And like, I, I want to, I want to muck around in it. Yeah. So they did say they will, like, machine learning will suggest workspaces for you, but you will have the ability to create your own as well to customize your own. Mm. So I'm curious to know: can we just create our own from scratch, or can we modify the workspaces that they suggest? Correct. That's what I want to know too. But yeah, it does look like it has a ton of potential. Yeah, a ton. Really great for when you're working on projects or in the classroom. If you're like, okay, here's you know my period one, or here's my math versus my science. I think it'll be helpful for students too. Oh, for sure. I, I wonder if it will help them see connections, cross curricular connections. At oh, all. interesting. I don't know if it will. Like, I don't know how far that machine learning is going to go. That'd like, be a super if they're if they're working robot. in if they're working in on a literacy assignment, but the content within the document has has verbiage that relates to science. Like, will they put those together? I don't know how far it's going to go. Is it just based on timing? Like know. you open this document at this time, similar yeah, to when the, you open this document and you worked on they it. They have similar the same time. names. I don't know. Oh, that'd but, be cool. But I, I would I would be interested to see how the that robots works. are coming. The robots are coming. Watch out, people. Very good. Oh, that's, that's a, a itty bitty one. That's itty bitty. Do you want me to Soon go? Soon to be Shuka Givi. Yeah. Okay. I have I kinda have a few. Uh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do my reply all on Twitter because we were talking about yes, this yesterday. I think you should. So I have a blog post that I wrote a little while ago. I've been exploring a little bit around in Twitter and just looking at buttons that I didn't know exist before. So one of the things, I don't remember whether we talked about it here or not, is to create more tweets. Like I was always really amazed at people who could say tweet one out of six and like keep going like how do they know and do they write it all somewhere else and then paste it in until they get, well it turns out that in Twitter when you go to schedule a new tweet, as soon as you start typing, beside the tweet button there's this like big plus sign and if you push that, you can add another tweet and that's how you can have this string of tweets so that you aren't limited by the 280 characters. But then I started doing some more and I was replying to someone on Twitter. I thought, okay, I'm, I'm just going to reply. And so I hit the little speech bubble and then I saw, you know, replying to and all the names are there hyperlinked. So I tried to click on the name. So I clicked on the name and what comes up is the person I'm replying to, their name is there. And then underneath it says others in this conversation and beside all of their names, there are check boxes. Mm -hmm. So I can go in and at the very top says others in this uh, conversation. I can unclick the top box to uncheck everyone. Yeah. So my reply would only be flagged in the notifications of the, the person I'm replying to. What you're doing is you're applying email etiquette Precisely. to Twitter. Yes. I'm going to reply instead of reply all. And I wrote this blog post because I was like, okay, I'm, I'm getting these. I was on, I forget what even string it was, but there was tons of notifications. And I have my notifications off on Twitter. I go to Twitter. Twitter doesn't call yeah. me in. That's a, a big part of what I do. But I would check and I'd be like, what is all this? But how come I have 184 
you know, mentions or whatever it happened to be. I don't think it was that high. But then I'd be like, what is this about? And I couldn't follow it. So I had to go way back and find it. I'm like, yeah, sometimes when you're just saying like, oh, thanks for including me on like a follow Friday, for example. Yeah. Not everyone needs to be included on that. But I think that as much with email etiquette, there's that. I won't reply all. Thank you. I just reply to the sender. There's something to be said on Twitter as a platform of creation of community to, to be able to have those conversations that I don't want it to get misused that you people only start doing reply because sometimes you want to see where the conversation leads. I think if you're engaging in dialogue, yes. if you're engaging in back and forth discussion, if I am in an, involved in a Twitter chat or if I'm involved in a discussion about pedagogy, yes. then I want to hear the opinions of the thoughts of the ideas from everybody else. But if I'm if people are kind enough to say, you know, follow Friday or a thank you yeah. or something like that, where they've tagged 50 people, not 50, where they've tagged 10 people, then... <laughs> Kim has her own special <laughs> <laughs> Then I don't necessarily, like, I want to thank that person. Yeah. But I also don't need to bog down the notifications of the exactly. other nine people. Exactly. So when you're replying, consider hitting those links to the handles and potentially, perhaps, unchecking everyone else who might be mentioned in the tweet. With that said, I don't care about notifications. You're welcome to keep me in any message you want. I just don't like imposing that on other people. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that was me. I was just like, do they really need to hear this? Like, I, I don't care. You know why I feel? Because I know that we've turned off our email notifications. Yes. But I fear for the people who haven't turned off oh their email notifications. Yeah. So for me, include me. I don't mind at all. I agree. Um, for others, I, if... It's a useful thing to know. If it's you just, just want to thank tip. you, but you don't yes, want everyone. Exactly. Or you just want to... I don't know. I don't know. It sort of goes back to Alice Keeler's idea of don't send me a DM on Twitter because I want every, you might, if you have a question for me, other people might want the answer. Yeah. So let's put it out in public. Yeah. Eh, just a cool feature of Twitter. I like it. Are you ready? I'm ready. Is okay. this the big one? I hope so. I've talked this up so much that I'm, I'm worried that you're going to be like, I knew that already. Oh. All right. Almost a year ago now, mm -hmm. I was in California mm -hmm. at the California flagship summit. Right. It was the last weekend of June. I was keynoting that event. What an honor to be there. And I met an educator named... I bet you met more than one. Yes, I met many educators. One educator, her name is Mary Grace Bosco. Mm -hmm. She is from the Alameda Unified School District. Okay. I have been searching for her on Twitter. I have not been able to find her on Twitter. So all this credit goes to her. Okay. Let me ask you a question, Jen. Yes. How do you get subtitles... How do you get closed captioning in a video? What would you do to get that? Where's the video being posted and what am I showing? It's just a video on Google Drive. It's a video on Google Drive. I would probably easiest pull it into Camtasia and use their caption feature. I might open it up I don't have with, Camtasia. with a slide deck and turn on closed captioning and slides. Yeah, then I'd have to... I'd upload it to YouTube, auto-create, and then go in and edit yeah, as needed. Yeah, yeah, All things that we can talk about at some sure. point. Did you know that you can get captions in Google Drive? What? No. For videos what? without having to go online? Show me. Okay. All right, first I'm just going to show you what I'm talking about. Take a look at this video right here. It's a it's like a demo video I just yeah. quickly made. And if and look, I... you're sitting on your bed. I'm shocked. <laughs> I know. I'm always sitting on Kim, bed. whenever Kim calls me on Hangouts or whenever she <laughs> does a video <laughs> on Polo, she's always in her bed. When she's not in her bed, I'm alarmed. <laughs> where, where are you? Are you okay? Are you say Have you been kidnapped? Okay, this is a video uploaded into Google Drive. Yes. I'm going to click P for preview. Yeah. And as I play it, there's captions. What how? Okay. So if you have a video in your Google Drive, all you need to do is 
you have to have the captions written out. So you'd have to listen and transcribe. You could use Read and Write for Google, Voice Talk, where um, you voice play typing. it, where you're voice typing and it plays it. You do yeah, have that's to a, have that's a transcript. That hack. If you ever need to transcribe a video, yes. because Kim and I do this a lot in, in our day-to-day -day jobs and then outside as well, I will open up a Google Doc and then just start the video and hit voice typing and it will automatically pick up whatever is playing on my system audio and it will transcribe and then I just need to go back and, and add in the punctuation and correct any words that are wrong. It's a really good way to really do it. Really good. All right. Okay. So here I have a Google Doc. I have typed out exactly what I said in that video, which right. is, okay, everybody, review for the math test on Friday. Don't forget to partner up and do a problem solving question with someone else from the class. So I have it here in a Google Doc. Yes. I'm now going to download as a TXT file. Okay. Pretty simple. Just yeah. going to download it as a TXT yeah, file. File, download as TXT. Exactly. Yeah. File, download as TXT. I am then going to upload it into Drive. I'm uploading that TXT, TXT file yeah. into Drive. A drag and drop. It'll take half a second. There it is in Drive. Yeah. I then open up my video. Okay. And when I open it up, you have the Timbits on the top right-hand corner. Yes. When you click on those Timbits... In the, in the preview window for the In video. the preview window. Very first option is Manage Caption Tracks. How, this is one of those things that like it's, it's hidden in plain sight. It has been there forever, and I did not know. Who does? Now always, we do. Always so click, I click the Timbits. So I click on this, yeah. and it opens up in a new window. Add new caption tracks. Okay. So I'm going to add a new caption track. I could have uploaded it from my hard drive, or I'm going to take it right from my drive. I am now selecting it has the TXT. It has to be a TXT file. Okay. Yeah. Because so I was I'm, going to say your doc is there. My doc it. is right there. I've tried it with that. It has to be a TXT file. So all I'm going to do is select it. Yeah. I'm going to give it a title. Let's say, uh, just give it a title, new captions. And I'm going to then click upload. Okay. That simple. Upload. How does it know to do it at the same time that you're saying it? Like, is it, like let's say you had a big pause in the middle. Okay, so that's what I noticed. It. It's not as um, technical as YouTube transcriptions right. where you can adjust the timing, but it mm -hmm. seems to line up pretty darn well. Oh, wow. It does it for me. So and it probably he, just detects sound. Right? It when detects the sound. sound it hears it. It's intuitive. So, so now there's I robots have, in our computers <laughs> again. The robots are coming. Well, we have our episode title. I know. <laughs> so here we have my video. I've attached it here. And if you give it a few seconds to just sort of sync up, yep. the next time you play it, you're going to see the closed captioning button just like just you like would in YouTube. In, in you, and, and in now slides. It, and yeah. it syncs up. Oh, that's really cool. I haven't seen that. So now the teacher that I was that showed me this, Mary Grace Bosco, was using students uh, was using this for students who had um, hearing um, impairments. Hearing impairments was using this as an opportunity for her students to create videos about themselves to send to their next year's teacher. It mm -hmm. was it was pretty remarkable. Pretty cool. I, I was blown away when I saw it. And, what and I you could have do, students caption their own work. Yeah, you could. Now, I'm just curious. I'm going to share this with you. Okay. Because what I want to know now... Is if I go in while I see Will it? you see the captions? Look. The other reason I like this is because I do not have to upload it to YouTube in order to get the captions. Right. I don't have to make it public. And when I'm clicking it, nothing happens. So the, cl the closed captions show up. I hit play. Nuts. I wonder if it's a time thing. Let's come back to it in like 15 minutes and see if it's okay. a time thing. Maybe refresh it or something. Okay. 
anyways, I really liked that option. I want to explore it further to see if if it is shared. If they will, you'll be able it. to see it because right. that's that's Huge. that's helpful to not have to put it up onto YouTube. And Huge. If you don't have something like Camtasia. Yeah, definitely. That's cool. Share. Thanks. I like the accessibility of that. That's awesome. Okay, I'm going to share something that I learned about a while ago, and it's been sitting, but I haven't, sort of right after we went on hiatus. I learned about it um, in the EdTech um, Takeout podcast with uh, Jonathan Wiley and Mindy Carney, and it's called WebJets. Have you ever seen it? I think you, did you show this to me briefly? Very briefly, right we I think. Away? Yeah. WebJets are almost like vision boards or um, big poster boards that you can create using a variety of multimedia. I call it amped up Padlet. Okay. So in Padlet, we know that we can put a picture and we can do a drawing. And we, what you can do differently in WebJets is you can add cards with your own information. You can add photos, which is great. You can add your own Google Docs that are there in live time. So if you were working on the Google Doc and I'm looking at this board. Kind of like a Google site? Sort of like a Google site, but I can now move things around. And it's I, I see it when I, when I discovered it and when I was listening, I thought this would be really cool if you were working on a big project with someone and you needed everything in one place to be to see all the moving parts at one yeah. time. You can also... Hold on, let me clarify something. With that Google Doc, if somebody was working on it, would you see yes. it? Yes. Oh. Yeah, it's live. And I can but you can't edit it from there, but you can see what's I happening. I can jump into it. Yes. Give me a second. Let me go to one that I had put it in. I've only played a little bit, but I, I see it as being really cool. So I here's a spreadsheet, and I can click in, and yes, I can start typing right away, right from the WebJet. So if I want oh. multiple things open at a time, as a student who might have many moving parts in a project, and yeah. I want them all on the same board, and I can resize them. So I can be like, okay, I'm not working on this one right now. I'm going to move over to the next one, make it bigger. So I can, instead of having multiple windows open, all of these different cards would be open in one space. So I'm thinking in terms of... I'm thinking of, assessment. Yes. Yes. Wow. So if I have a student, if I have student work, let's say, open in one of these cards, I could have the rubric for the marking scheme that would uh, go alongside it, beside it, and then be able to mark without having to split my screen necessarily. I was going to say, yeah, you could split your screen, but yep. what, I, what, what I like about this is if I was working with a small group, I could have five on my screen, yep. but unlike, let's say, tab resize where you would take up all four corners of your screen, yeah. I can very easily resize, shuffle over, Maximize, make bigger, them. make smaller. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah, it, I think it's really neat. Another thing that you can do in this is create tasks. So again, if you're working big projects, you could have, okay, here's the documents, what I need to do. And okay, in this document, do that. And there's these columns where you can create tasks that you can check off, like a checklist. Huh. It's a really, really robust tool. They're in beta. I actually spoke to the guys, um, one David and Alexi, uh, at WebJets, and they're out of, um, I want to say Sweden, but I might be lying. Yeah, anyway, they're they're sort of, you know, on, on the other side of the world, Northern Europe, and they, they really wanted some feedback. And right now it's free for educators. You can sign up. And the coolest thing to me is if you have a WebJets account, we can collaborate on the same boards together. Wow. So I could invite you into that this. That was my next question yeah. because I think this would be really good for students doing group projects. Precisely. So, okay, here's... Can they collab... I'm 
inter interrupting. Yeah. Could they collaborate on the task list? Everything. If I invite you in as a collaborator, you have access to everything. The only thing that you may not have access to would be if I put a doc on there and I hadn't shared that with you. I'm not right. sure how that would look. If you sh do you have to share each? I don't know what this is. This called a webjet. I, I, I call them. A, I call them boards. Well, so do you share an individual board with me. I would share an individual Not the whole account. No, right? I would share okay. a board, and then from there you could come in and we could put cards. We could get lists, tables, folders, mind maps. You can create on this collaboratively, and again, if you say you're an educator, within two or three days you get an account and you get all features totally for free. Well, I guess we better get our accounts set up before they monetize. Hopefully right? they don't. But. Well, no, I told them in their feedback, like they were looking, like, how did you use it? What did you think? And I said, listen, I'm an educator, and if you monetize this, and I actually talked about Padlet and how people were up in arms. I said, if you monetize it for education, you're not going to get into that market. But if you can actually offer what's here, I could definitely see this on a, a team project. I, I sort of had wished when I found out about it, I just started a team project. Yeah. In fact, maybe I am starting a new-ish one in a couple of weeks with our great friend and colleague, Stephanie Weyrich. Maybe I'll see if she wants to... Uh, For our Spark to try Talks. To try, or we could do it with our Spark Talks at three of us. Spark Talks? I think it would be a really neat thing just to play around with. Yeah. I say neat a lot. <laughs> I realized that when I was doing... You say another word a lot, but I don't know if you want me to tell you because then you're going to know it. I like it. Tell me. Do you want, you, you want yeah. to know? Precisely. I do say precisely a lot. Precisely. 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 I'm precise. Yeah. It's just a really cool, neat application precisely to do what we want. <laughs> yeah. Play with it. Collaborate. It's called WebJets and it's at webjets.io. Cool. All your stuff in one spot that you can collaborate and, and build. Okay. Go back and check the video now. Okay. Maybe close it, refresh it. I really want this to work. Turn that up. Bases. Yay! <laughs> it worked. Yeah, it was just a time thing. Good call, Shooks. And there it is. You're right. So yeah, just give it a minute. Share it and then give it. High five. Share it. Give it a minute. Share it and give it a minute. Yes. Awesome. Okay. okay. Next share, go. Captions in drive. Captions without in drive. Having to go to YouTube. Woohoo! Okay. My next share. While we were on the break, yes, our our good friend to the podcast and and friend in general, Donnie Piercy, mm -hmm. who just had an adorable oh, baby Oh, she's girl. really cute, and he posts the cute. videos. Did you videos. see the video? Yeah. Hey, baby. Hey, yeah. baby. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was so cute. Anyways. He's he's from the Partial Credit Partial podcast. Partial Credit Podcast. I love Donnie. He's got so many great ideas. Some are useless. <laughs> I love, they're my favorite ones. <laughs> Those are my favorite. But he posted something that I would love to share on our podcast yeah. as an aha. He shared a, a website, a Google site, filled with writing graphic organizers. I saw these. Yeah. They are really well thought out, pedagogically sound, explores the writing process, helps students build their ideas so it's not just thinking about a final product, really scaffolding any kind of writing yeah. piece that they're doing. So I'm going to link to this website. It's part of his resources website. Yeah. And it's a whole page of writing graphic organizers. Um, is this his actual, his own personal website that he uses? Yes. This is instead of a blog, he uses a Google yes. site? Because I've been debating doing that. Yes. Too. Yes. Perfect. He actually helps. He's the reason our Shooks and Gift podcast is now shooksandgift.com. Oh, we didn't say that. Oh, yeah. Shooksandgift.com. We are shooksandgift.com. We are no longer <laughs> bit.ly slash shooksandgift. And this is thanks to Donnie. Thanks, Donnie. 
because he texted me. He's like, hey, buried you know, the lead. <laughs> buried the we lead. buried the lead. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, he texted me over the break. He's like, you know, you can do yeah. shooksandgift.com. I'm like, I don't know how to do that. And it wasn't easy. It they was not easy. It I easy. spent a long time on the phone with uh, GoDaddy. But I had a not-so-helpful person at first. And then the second person I had was super, super, super kind, knowledgeable, and helpful, and stayed on the phone with me until it was corrected. And awesome. I really, really appreciated them. And that is now why we are shooksandgift.com. And that is why Donnie is MrPiercy.com. Got it. And on his MrPiercy.com is a page full of graphic organizers for writing. And what I love about these graphic organizers is they're not in Google Docs. They're in Google Slides. Yes. And it's a really simple workflow for students. So, for example, one of them is his opinion piece. And he's created each page as templates, explained what it is, and then, so like, for example, here, some opinion writing ideas words that you can use, and then everything is crafted with yeah. icons, so it's visually appealing, and it's structured really well, it's all scaffolded, and I just thought it was a great resource bank to share. No so kidding. we will link to Donnie's graphic organizers page on his resources website. So awesome. thanks, Donnie. Thanks, Donnie. Okay, my last one, Tony Vincent. Oh my gosh, I, we haven't we haven't met since, oh, once, in the AHA Overflow. I love that course, man. I loved that course. It was the best online course I've ever taken. I know you love that course. Period. Tony Vincent's Classy Graphics, I cannot recommend it enough. It is precisely <laughs> what you need <laughs> in your life. Let's see what I did there. I'm gonna say it all the time, done. It's so neat. Um, it it was just, it, it taught me a lot. It challenged me. It made me a better designer. Like there were things that I already knew to do, but I didn't know to do it. Does that make sense? Yeah, like, you were, it, oh, you yeah, were, it wasn't intentional. That. Precisely. It's the same. <laughs> that one wasn't on purpose. I know. Um, exactly. We're going to be super why... excited when um, oh, yeah. Matt and Casey first came with the Google Teacher Tribe. I actually made a graphic for them that took super, a different word for yeah. super and a different word for excited so that they can like mad libs it. Yeah. yeah. It's exactly the same reason why when we explain to teachers in, in workshops, you're probably already doing this yeah. great idea, this useful strategy, yeah. but in, but we want you to be intentional with it yeah. so that you know why you're using it and that you will intentionally use it again. Yeah. And it was, he taught, talked a lot about color. He talked a lot about font. He talked about design. I've actually created a really robust uh, wakelet that I'll try to remember to put in the show notes with all of the tools that he shared and I've broken it up so that it's like, okay, here's a tool and here's some like tutorial and, and not his stuff. Cause I, you know, I want people to take the course, but a lot of the tools that you could use, like, so coolers, which we've talked about before with, mm -hmm. you know, color palettes and, and that sort of thing. Anyway, I loved it, but that's, that's not the point. So he showed up because Twitter analytics and the, the robots inside our computers. Um, that's what we're calling this episode. The, <laughs> the robots, robots inside our computers. For sure. Um, what the robots inside the computer saw that we were like chatting a lot on Twitter. And so the analytics put, you know, us together and said, Hey, you should follow each other more. And he came up with this one that I'd never, I never knew. And I showed people and they're like, Oh no, I didn't know that. And it's using your notes app. If you have an iPhone. I do use notes a lot. Okay. So if you I don't use, know why I use notes, I use keep, I use reminders. I've really got to just sort of, I, I used to, Oh, of course, look at that. I said notes and I accidentally clicked keep. Um, keep. I use probably keep more, but regardless. I'll so tell you why I use notes. I'll tell you in a minute. So you don't actually want to go into the app. You want to find where the app is. And it's a bit tricky, but you're going to do a, how did he put it? A deep press on the app. Okay. So I'm going to deep press the app. Yeah. Sounds inappropriate. Yeah, it's not though. Um, 
you don't want it to go to the point where they're they're wiggling. Right. There. So I sort of deep pressed it. And all of a sudden, a menu shows up. Scan document, new photo, new checklist, new note. Oh. What I want to show you is this scan, scan document. document. I'm going to scan the document. I have some paper down here in front of is me. Is this like, okay. And I'm going to hold my um, camera up. A little yellow box appears around it. I clicked the shutter button. And then I'm going to hit save. And what it does is it now takes that scan document Note. into a notes note from an Apple notes note. And I can now say, like, this is the note, not this is the more. I have problems typing. This is why I voice text all the time. And now I'm going to share that note as a message with my friend, Kim Polish. You got a lot of Kims on there. I do have a lot of Kims. And then it should send to you. Where is your phone? Oh, here it is. It's behind our fancy mic setup. There you go. So you should have ah. a message from me. And when you open it up, it has the note along with... Scanned PDF document. What I scanned sent to you as a PDF. So it doesn't have the note. It just has the PDF. The note is this is the note. Oh, that's so the text. I didn't actually oh. send you any text in it. So any text I have in the note... Is the text message. Is the text message. And then and any that. documents that I have scanned. Uh -huh. It's a really neat way. No, I think it's a really effective way if you need a really quick PDF and then you want to mail yourself the PDF. I like that. And I'll tell you, another reason why I like notes, this is what I was talking about before, is because you have, similar to Keep, where you have, you can do lists in Keep now with checkboxes. Yes. What I like about notes is that you can indent your checkboxes. You can in Keep too. Not multiple indents. Right, only one. And when you, in Keep, when you check it off, mm -hmm. it moves it away. Yes. But in notes, you just have a little circle with a little yellow check mark. Yes. And you can still keep it there and see it. Especially if you want them in done. order. I like seeing what I've accomplished. Yes. Moving it away kind of makes me feel like mm. I still have haven't accomplished it. anything because I can't I see it. it. So I like the moving away when I feel like oh my list is getting shorter, but I do agree there's something satisfying about I'll tell you why. If I'm running out. an event and I've checked something off. I need to see that I've done it mm -hmm. because if it's not in my list, I'll eventually think, wait, oh, did, I did I do that? I do that did I forget not? to put yeah. it in my list to begin with? The other thing that I like about this is in the share feature, you can actually go and say, add it, copy to drive, and mm -hmm. that PDF could be saved to your drive. So I don't necessarily need to text it to someone like I yeah. just did to you. I could, oh, I need a PDF of this yeah. document. There you go. So for me, I'm really addicted right now to the Notability app. Have I talked about Notability on the show? I, I don't think know. you have a little bit. I love it. So I would maybe share that to, I would take the PDF, share it to, copy it into Notability, and then I would be able to um, write on that and annotate it yeah. however I want. Really quick way to get a PDF document. Nice. I wonder what the robots will think of it. The robots are watching us. That's it for this week. If you like what you heard, please subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you think others might enjoy some of this learning, please give us a rating. Show notes for this and all episodes can be found at shooksandgif.com. That's S-H-U-K-E-S-A-N-D-G-I-F-F dot com. As always, we would love to hear your ahas on the Anchor app. On our website, on the embedded Flipgrid. Or by tweeting at us, sending us an email. Or talking to us in real life. I'm Kim Polishuk, and I can be found on Twitter at Kim Polishuk. And I'm Jen Giffen, and I can be found at Virtual Gif with two Fs. Thanks for listening to Shooks and Gif. And as always, have an aha, give it a go.
Shooks and GIF is a proud member of Voice Ed Radio. Your voice is right here. For more great content, go to voiceed.ca. Hey, Kim. Hey, Jen. Did you hear about the guy who was thrown in jail for taking a nap? No, I did not. Hold on, this actually doesn't make sense. Hold <laughs> on. Hold on. And remind me if I'm wrong. Okay. I swear I saw an... <laughs> remind me if I'm wrong. Remember you're wrong. <laughs> Remember. <laughs> wrong. <laughs> okay. 